The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Welcome, one and all, to Monday Football Monday here on the SB Nation NFL Show. A reminder before we get started that this show is brought to you by our friends at DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Today is Monday, March 27th, 2023, the last Monday in the month of March, I believe. Uh, We had a whole show planned for you, but it got scrapped thanks to what happened to this particular morning with the NFL owners, coaches, and all sorts of dignitaries meeting out in Arizona. The fantastic and heartbroken Rachelle Prevett is on the ones and twos here on Monday, Football Monday, and she will put all this together where you can listen to the show, wherever you get your podcast, subscribe, leave a rating, write a review. Um, those things mean a lot to us. You can also watch us on the SP Nation NFL YouTube channel. Uh, but she, uh, she, we are in her safe hands, um, despite the fact that uh, her football life is crumbling around her. I say we, my name is RJ Ochoa, and with me here is the fantastic, the debonair. I can't vouch for this um, in terms of real life, but the fantastic smelling Jeremy Reisman from SB Nation's Pride of Detroit. Jeremy, is it true that you smell great? Because I've never tested that theory out. I think I've been told both ways, and I think it just it, it depends on when you when you catch me. I I have to imagine. Uh, well, I always like my mental image of you. Like we've we've never met in person. That's kind of like one of the the weird quirks of our job. Um, yeah. But like my mental like the only time I've ever really seen you like and and what I guess I would describe as your personal life is the um the DDR video that you put on on the Pride of Detroit <laughs> Twitch channel. So maybe that yeah. wasn't your best time. You know, there's that's a lot of cardio. You know what I mean? Like maybe you know yeah. a little bit more sweat building up in that moment. Yeah, and and plus, I mean, when you're hanging around family, you probably don't smell your best. I imagine. well, there was a dog there right? too, if I recall. So I mean, True. you know, maybe there's a, a different scent in the air. Uh, so what's that <laughs> dog's name? Zazu. That's my that's my boy Zazu. Okay, Zazu is that the toucan's name in the Lion King? It is. Is yeah. that the inspiration? Sort of. Uh, he he came with that name, and I was like, hey, I like the Lion King. I, I write about the lions. Let's just let's just run with well, that. Well, that's where I had gone. I was like, I mean, I didn't know like how into lion culture you were. Micah Parsons refers to himself as the lion. He is a favorite son of Detroit. You know that, obviously, as a result of the last few weeks. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yep. So uh, I didn't know uh, what was happening there. Um, let's just get right into it, Jeremy. What's happening in the NFL? Like I said, we had a whole show plan. We had. Uh, we'll probably do it next week. Uh, our biggest questions that we had. Or we still have about the state of things in the NFL. One of them, shocker, had to do with Lamar Jackson. 
Um, so it was revealed to us by way of Twitter, because that's the way the world works now, um, that Lamar Jackson has requested a trade, Jeremy. And not only has he requested a trade, but he requested it back on March 2nd. Now, Lamar kept this news in the chamber uh, since mm-hmm. the 2nd. It's March 27th, so that's you know, over three weeks that he waited. Um, and this news happened to land right as John Harbaugh, Baltimore Ravens head coach John Harbaugh, sat down for his media session at the owners' meetings in Arizona. So my first question is, do you believe that it's coincidental? Uh, and then second, how do you feel about Lamar Jackson wanting out of Baltimore? I sure don't think it's coincidental. And, you know, I, he might not have the the, the Ravens' media schedule, um, but I, I have to imagine there are probably easy ways for him to get it. And this certainly seems like a, a bit of an aggressive move. Uh, like, we, we have turned from, we just, we can't see eye to eye to, okay, this is like the first this is the shot heard round of the world. This is, this is the first act of aggression that tells me like, this is now turned sour. And I don't know if there's a, a, a turning back point now at this point, I think, I think maybe you could convince yourself that the, you know, the market's not out there. He's not, he's not going to get traded. So his options are either play with the Ravens in 2023 or sit out. Now I'm not so sure. Now I feel like that, that bridge may have just been burned this, this Monday morning. And if that's the case, well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe teams start actually getting more involved because this is this is happening. This is real. So you use the word aggression. I actually think this is an aggressive move. Um, I'm not saying that I think Lamar personally knows. I'm not like putting it past him, but like somebody within Lamar's camp understood that that this would have been a, a bomb to unleash on John Harbaugh and that he would have not had a moment to prepare. Obviously, John Harbaugh, he would have had to have kind of tap danced his way, which he did. If anybody watched, they immediately cut to him on NFL Network. Um, and so this was purposeful. This was by definition, an aggressive move. And, and maybe there is some peace that is ultimately, uh, found between Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, but this is no longer just like, we disagree on a financial value. This, this is actually like targeted attempts to be aggressive towards one another. Um, and I can tell you like things never got this way, at least from my perception with Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. And I I look at this situation. I just think, thank God, like, thank, like, I'm so happy that like, those days because this is a contentious thing like this is a franchise like whatever your thoughts are on Lamar like this is a prerequisite you want to compete in you know this very well Jeremy like you want to compete in the NFL you have to have a franchise quarterback if you think Lamar is top six or eight or five or four or whatever that doesn't matter without him the Ravens are not a playoff team I'm I'm so sorry Rachel uh obviously contingent upon whatever potential return they get for him and so I mean this is you know you don't want to be in a stalemate with the person who has the thing that you need the absolute most in this particular game and that's where the Ravens are at and now he just you know he pulled one over on them now they're in in reactionary mode Lamar was proactive and he he put it out there since March 2nd so now everybody's going to go dig through all the Raven statements and things they have said since then I mean this I'm kind of team Lamar on this like this is a, a very well smart calculated move yeah, well, and and but at the same time, I almost feel like it's a little bit of an act of, of desperation, right? Um, if he did indeed ask for this trade three weeks ago, what does it tell you about how those talks have proceeded now three weeks later that now he's going public with them? That's true. Nothing. I mean, there, there's, there's, there's essentially no movement, I would imagine, with that. And so, um, you know, an act of desperation. I mean, it's probably the right play, though. If you're in that desperate situation, you, you have to do something kind of drastic and, and emotional and and public. Um, but I, I, I don't know how much, like if, if you're the, the Ravens and you have been not so eager to trade this guy and maybe you aren't getting any calls either. Um, because as you said, Harbaugh spoke to the media and he's just been saying, he's our guy. He's our guy. Like he still thinks 
Lamar Jackson is going to be the starting quarterback of the Ravens next year. Um, if that's the case, I don't know if this is going to make you any more eager to trade him. I will say, I think a lot of things with this um, sometimes come down to the court of public opinion. Um, mm-hmm. And and so like in, in, in that court, um, you know, I agree with you that like there is like a potential truth of desperation here. But in that court, somebody's thinking like, well, the reason he hasn't been traded is because the Ravens aren't acquiescing. The Ravens aren't aren't, you know, obliging and because the, Lamar has shifted the, the jury of this court back in his favor with this move, the way he, he unveiled it on Monday morning. Um, and I'll, I'll use the Dak Prescott example again. I remember at the Super Bowl uh, in Miami, the one that the Chiefs beat the, uh, the 49ers in. Uh, so those were the early days of 2020. And Dak Prescott made the media rounds. And at the time, he was entering, you know, his, his rookie contract was expiring. And at the time, he talked about that and obviously all the contract talks that were coming up. And he said at, at that moment that he was considering skipping out on, on OTAs and things like that. That did not come to pass because obviously the pandemic hit and those didn't happen in, in the way that we know them to normally happen. So we never got to see Dak, you know, kind of flex or, or Dak kind of, you know, put, you know, make his own sort of aggressive move. This is this is about as aggressive as you can get. And that's why, like, Lamar doesn't have a lot of options. And we, we can sit here and talk about the franchise tag and how unfair it is for players. But, like, he just exercised one. He just took a moment, a very smart and calculated one to really kind of get every single Ravens fan to panic. I, I mean, I'm definitely curious to get Rachelle's input here, but if I'm a Ravens fan, I'm I'm panicking right now because now this is a matter of like, okay, he wants out. Like, we're the losers in this situation. Lamar wants to leave us. Yeah, and and I don't I don't really know what sort of options you you have as Baltimore anymore. Like, I know you really really want to keep him, but how many times in this league's history has someone come out publicly like this and said, "I want to trade," and then back down? It's probably happened once or twice before, but most of the time, like, this is it. Like, you have just severed ties. You've just burned that bridge. The Ravens are, are yeah, now they're on the defensive, no question about it. And and with a, a fan base that's going to get more and more stressed out about not having a deal done before the draft, because, I mean, maybe if, if, if you are now a Ravens fan who have accepted that this is a bridge that will not be crossed again, maybe you want to go make a play for one of the best quarterbacks in this year's draft. Uh, and and the only way to do that is if you have the draft picks in tow. So maybe you want to get that deal done in the next month. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really know where things go from here for Baltimore because I don't know if there's a counter move to, to other than to publicly say what, what Harbaugh did, which is like, no, he's, he's still our guy and, and then get everything done behind the scenes. But they've, they've been, they've been apart for so like so far apart for so long. It just doesn't feel like there's, there's anything coming down the pike and here. harbaugh was asked if the trade stuff there's like truth or validity to it he said he's not going to get into that so like everyone's like oh okay so that's real <laughs> like you know like oh, right, oh, right. like if it, if yep. it weren't real you would have said it wasn't real um so uh to keep things fully totally in-house shout out to the legendary mark schofield who got a quick article up at sbnation.com uh everybody should go read it five potential landing spots for lamar jackson ranked we're going to go through mark's listing jeremy where do you think right. the detroit lion don't don't pull the article up don't cheat um, so where do you, where do you think the lions are? Again, Mark has ranked the top five landing spots for Lamar Jackson. Are you confirming that they are on the list? I'm not going to confirm or deny anything. I'm John Harbaugh here. All right. So like, <laughs> oh, okay. So he is on the list. Um, <laughs> all right. Where do you think uh, he, four? they are? We'll say four. they are not on the list. So that was my, oh, okay. I look at the inception. You did uh, yeah. trick me. So, wow. Um, who do you think number one is then now that you know the lions are not Colts. who? Colts. Uh, the Colts are also not on the list. You suck at okay. this game, Jeremy. Wow. I apparently, I guess, I guess they're in line to draft their guy. But if they don't want one, you know, number three on the list, I think, I think they should make an aggressive play. All right. 
Um, it's super low hanging fruit. Everyone has suggested this, and and you know this again. It's the lowest possible hanging. Not not a shot at Mark, but like, <laughs> like this is this is low hanging fruit. <laughs> Uh, all right. I probably should know this then, huh? You really should. As somebody who's as plugged in on the NFL and who is who eats, sleeps, and breathes it as much as you do, I would real. I'm actually we're we're way past the point where I'm kind of shocked that you don't know this. But um, I'm sorry. Rachelle has a guess. Let's hear it. Rachelle. I don't know if you want to silence it or if you want to come in. Uh, Rachelle, you should just come on in because we need your thoughts here in general. Um, who, who do you think? <laughs> who Who is your guess? First of all, I had Colts first. That was gonna be my first guess. So I was on the same page. Right. But I'm gonna Great. say Commanders. Are they on the list? The commanders are on the list. Uh, they are number four, though. Uh, so, okay. Um, okay. you know, I, the commanders are in a weird spot. I, like, none of us yeah. really acknowledge the commanders to be a real NFL no. team, so whatever. Um, so the commanders are, are one of the five teams. Let's let's play this game, then, at least. Let's let's yeah. guess the five yeah. teams. So yeah. no trying to guess the ranks. Uh, who do you – so Rachel has one. Jeremy, can you guess a team? Because you're 0 for 2. <laughs> Raiders. The Raiders are not on this list. Oh, uh, no. um, Rachel, let's, let's see if you can get a, a second Why one. Why the Raiders? Falcons? The Falcons are number one. <laughs> so, I told y'all this was the lowest hanging fruit. Everybody wants to see Mike Vick and the like running style of Lamar Jackson, mm. like super low hanging fruit. Okay, so Rachel has two. Jeremy, yeah. you have none. See if you can find another, Jeremy. I'm, I'm starting to think I should just learn how to produce a podcast at this right. point and just switch roles with Rachel. Um, let's go Titans. They are not, dude. Uh, this is really embarrassing. Uh, Rachel, <laughs> please provide us another team that you think is on this list. Um, maybe I know everything's going on with the Jets and the Packers, but I'm gonna say Jets. Are they on there? They are number two. So, <laughs> so Rachel has picked up number one. Wow, and number two. Um, bailing out that would be something um, if he if they just bailed out on the on the Aaron Rodgers. I think that's, a, that's an angle to this we can explore. Jeremy, yeah. I'm gonna give you one yeah. last guess. There are two remaining teams here. Um, since Rachel has picked up three of the five, <laughs> I'm not. I am no longer feeling very good about this at all. Oh, man. Let's go. <laughs> this is this is horrible. I Now I, I have to get this one right, yeah. so I, ha I have to think about this one for a while. Um, you know what? They, they don't have the draft capital to do it, but I'm going to say them anyways. The 49ers. This is so embarrassing for you, Jeremy. I mean, really, <laughs> just really, really sad. Um, no, you went, I think, is that 0 for 5 at this point? Um, wow. Um, you didn't technically guess the Lions. I guess you kind of technically did. You said um, they weren't but, on the list. Uh, whatever. Uh, Rachel, give me one more guess. See if you, oh, you can okay. get another team. Jeremy's done. Skunk me. Uh, maybe. I don't think this one is on there because of Gino, but Seahawks. They are not. Um, so, Rachel, you correctly landed the first team there, the Atlanta Falcons. Again, this is Mark Schofield's ranking. Two is the New York Jets. Four is the Commanders. At three, the team that traded for the number one overall pick, the Carolina Panthers. Panthers. Um, and yeah. at, at five, this is kind of the weird, sneaky, hard to believe, you never know one, the New England Patriots. Um, so, um, you just never know how that's going to go. Rachel, um, uh, Jeremy and I will unpack this a little bit more, but you're general for anyone who doesn't know, uh, a lot of our NFC's mixtape listeners obviously listen to the SB Nation NFL show. You are a Ravens fan. Um, mm -hmm. So you are really heartbroken by this. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Are, are you Team Lamar, Team Team? Like, how do you feel about all this? I am. T I'm not going. If Lamar leaves, I'm not going to go where he goes. I am a Ravens fan, born and raised. I will stay a Ravens fan. But I am. I want what's best for Lamar in this situation. Like, I am a, a Lamar fan, and so I want him to – be where he feels valued and I dated back I don't remember which episode it was but remember during the season it was um 
I don't remember who they played in that game, but Lamar didn't play. And I remember he came out on Instagram and made that post and he reposted something on his story. And he was talking about how like, if something, if somebody doesn't feel valued, you know, like pretty much he didn't feel appreciated. So when that post, like he reposted any story, that's the first time I felt like I could see this going left. And I don't know if I feel that he's going to return because why are you putting out these subliminal messages unless you feel some type of way? And so that's my first point. Um, my second point was more so like, like Jeremy already touched on, everything has gone sour. So even if he does stay in Baltimore and they work things out and he plays on this franchise tag, it's such a distraction at this point. Like it's so embarrassing. Like the Ravens franchise is one of the franchise who, in my opinion, is usually respectable. Like we haven't handled everything well, you know, dating back to some of the stuff that's happened with maybe Ray Lewis, Ray Rice, all that kind of stuff. But for the most part, I think that they have respect, like they do things on the right page. And so this is making them lose brownie points in my eyes, because like you already said, Lamar Jackson is the guy pay this man what he's worth. And so it's really frustrating. It's going to be embarrassing. It's going to be a distraction if he stays regardless. And if he if he leaves, they're not the same team. And then my last point was more so like just the statement that this has made um, and the impact that it's going to have on other players, because you, you're seeing how Lamar, who does probably have this chip on his shoulder because he doesn't have representation, is handling all of this. Other players are watching. And so it's really interesting how he's controlling the narrative. Like, yeah, y'all can hear from the media if you want to, but I'm dishing out the interview. Like, I'm doing it on my own terms when I want to tune into my website because I'm dropping all the updates. So I think that's interesting to see how the players are kind of like, we're in 2023. Like I can put out what I want to put out because you're com it's coming from my mouth. Mm. Um, just to your second point, uh, the Ray Lewis and Ray Rice situations, obviously extremely unique and horrible in their own ways. But I think I speak for Jeremy from a football standpoint, the Ravens are like the class of the NFL. Like I, I again, Jeremy, there have been times where I've been like, I wish my team was run like the Ravens uh, in terms of their football operation. So this is very, very strange for them. I agree with you. Um, I think teams or players excuse me root for players in this situation Dak Prescott had a lot of NFL support like players and, and peers you know kind of rooting from Kirk Cousins even not necessarily the most you know popular guy in the NFL but a lot of people Le'Veon Bell when he was in that situation everybody kind of wants to see uh the player beat the man so Rachel we'll check back in with you uh before this episode ends to see if you're still in disarray Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We've heard from a Ravens fan 
you sucked at uh, yielding a single <laughs> team on Mark Schofield's uh, list of power rankings. I do want to explore the Jets angle uh, just because that that yeah. is sort of related to what's happening here. So Robert Sala said he's intrigued at the idea of doing a darkness retreat himself um, this morning. This is oh, super pathetic. Like like this this is like. <laughs> Rachelle's talking about how the Ravens are, are for the first time, not the adult in the room, right? Like from, from a football standpoint. And and we've all been there. Uh, The Jets are beneath the kids table. Like the Jets are the baby who threw up on himself. Uh, The parents have to take him to the guest room to change him. And it's just super embarrassing. Um, This, like the groveling that the Jets are doing is, is really embarrassing. This is an out, right? Like this is, this is a saving, you know, grace potentially for the Jets to be done with this Aaron Rodgers stuff, pivot to Lamar Jackson. Yeah. And then that was going to be one of our topics today is like, who has the leverage in that situation? How is that ever going to, you know, figure itself out? Um, when is it going to figure itself out? How much are the Jets going to have to give up? Um, obviously, this is a much pricier option, right? Lamar Jackson is, is going to cost you two first round picks and a lot of guaranteed money for the next few years. Um, but yeah, it. I mean, at, at the very least, it's a it's a leveraging point, right? If you do feel like the Packers have all the leverage, you can say, well, you know what? Aaron Rodgers isn't our only option. I know we went out and we got Alan Lazard and we got a bunch of guys that, that Aaron Rodgers wants, but those guys are also decent players. Like we can, we can make that work with Lamar Jackson. So, Hey, Packers, we're not giving you a first round pick for Aaron Rodgers. Like we're just not going to do it for a guy who might retire next year. Um, So we're starting to explore other options. You're going to have to either lower your bar or, or we're going to be the one team apparently that gets in on Lamar. It's, It's an interesting choice, but I, I still think that I think I think you're right. Like I think the Jets have shown their hand here. Like they they want Aaron Rodgers so bad. I don't think they I don't think they have it in them to to bluff or or even consider a, another option right now. There are a lot of teams that I feel like you are inclined to give them the benefit of the doubt, right? Like when when something weird is happening, um, like this bums me out to say, but like when the Darius Slay thing was happening with the Eagles a week and a half ago, it's like, oh, this is really messy. And then like, oh, pff, of course, like he just comes back. Like they just figure it out. You know, that's what the Eagles do. Um, my team has been on the wrong end of that. Your team has been on the wrong end of that. Thankfully, we're both, you know, kind of through the darkness um, in, in those times. The Jets don't get the benefit of the doubt. Like the Jets, it's like they are the most like of course they're having the most of course offseason like like the groveling of, of Robert Sala saying like he would do a darkness even if that said in, in like sarcasm or satire it's like dude this is pathetic like you you like you you guys are like you you play in a big market like you're the New York Jets you know like people reference you in movies and television like you you're this is embarrassing for you like who who's who's like enjoying this as a member of the Jets it's a great question I I, I haven't really gotten the the like the temperature of Jets fans and, and how they think about all this, because from the outside, like it does look embarrassing. It does look desperate. It does look like a move that maybe they shouldn't even be making. They should be looking for a long-term quarterback instead of a short-term. I don't know if their window is right now. I know, I know they're better. I know they, they competed well last year, but that is a really tough division to, to win in right now. That's a really tough conference to win in. And, and Aaron Rodgers is coming off a pretty bad season. All of this just seems de- it reeks of desperation. It reeks of patheticness. And and now that they have this window open, I'm right with you. I I don't think they're going to take it. I don't I don't think they've had something land in their lap here where it's just like at the very least use it as a bluff. At the very least, but no, they're not going to do it because they've they've showed their hand. They they they're doing everything in accordance to to keeping Aaron Rodgers to bringing Aaron Rodgers in. And I don't I, I think it's too late. I think you've you've, you've laid your desperate hand on the table so as somebody who's not quite 
on the opposite end of the spectrum, but like the Lions are a team to kind of get back to Lamar that have been connected to Lamar as a would-be trade destination, not by Mark Schofield, obviously, um, which you learned in a painful way uh, through the embarrassment of this exercise. Um, but like, I guess as somebody who's, whose team needs a quarterback, no disrespect intended to Jared Goff. I know you have, have yeah. discussed that at, at length and Lions fans like, like to come for you and say like, you're hating on him. You're not elevating him enough, like whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but all things you know being considered, if you could have one, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers. Let's kind of start there. Blanket statement. Who would you pick? Oh, no question. Lamar. Despite Jackson. the fact like, that it would come with a contract and it would require more severe draft capital, which the Lions. Kind I think of so. Have. Yeah, I, I think I think so. I think again, you're you you want to keep your your window as as open as possible for as long as possible, right? And and Aaron Rodgers just isn't trustworthy right now. We don't know how good of a quarterback he's going to be in a completely new environment. You don't know how he's going to get along with it with people in a new environment and you can say the same for Lamar Jackson but at the same time Lamar Jackson is what 26 27 whatever whatever he is like he's got a good five six seven eight years ahead of him where Aaron Rodgers is your one shot and if you're if you're giving up valuable resources and whether it's a second round pick versus two first round picks for Lamar that's still a significant investment and and to me I'm all about keeping that window open as long as possible and to do that you need a young quarterback that you can rely on that that you're going to lock up long term and so um, and then and, and also, again, comparing us to the Jets, like the NFC is a much clearer path. And I know, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers would would probably be happy going against the, the Packers a couple times a year. But to me, again, it, it's all about long term, keeping that window open as long as possible. And I think I think he's also probably the better quarterback right now to put Frank Lamar is your point. Just Lamar. Right. Yes, I, I agree with you. I mean, look. You and I are both fans of teams. We've talked about this that are, are kind of clad in silver and blue and who have both been tortured by Aaron Rodgers and who have <laughs> both had to see the national media glorify him. Like, we don't have to make up reasons why Aaron Rodgers is good. Like, he can just be good without, like, you know, extrapolating the tiniest, most dumb, stupid, whatever little details. Um, Aaron Rodgers did not invent the Hail Mary against the Detroit Lions, whatever it was, like, seven years ago. Like, so believe me, like I, I will not be annoyed at all to see him leave the NFC and not have to worry about it. Although the Cowboys do host the Jets this year, um, incidentally. Um, that being said, to get back to the Lions here, the Lions with Lamar Jackson are a Super Bowl contender. Like right now, we're like, I know you are enjoying this ride. The Lions are this fringe playoff team. Maybe they win the NFC North. Like we, we hit the NOS. Like we hit 88 miles an hour. We go back in time to 1955. If Lamar Jackson is the quarterback, of the Detroit Lions, you go from play like you skip, you you pass go, you collect two hundred dollars. You know what I'm saying? Like you you are firmly yeah. in the convert. Like that would I think for the first time in either of our lives be the first time that the Lions were bona fide Super Bowl contenders. I mean, no question about it. I mean, even right now, I think they're eighth in Super Bowl odds, which is already uncharted territory for most Detroit Lions fans that aren't you know seventy years <laughs> older and up. Um, but but yeah, I mean, add Lamar Jackson to the situation, and and man, you. They made a bunch of moves in free agency to, to shore up the defense. The defense actually improved quite a bit towards the end of last season. And now anyone who has doubted golf, which there are a lot of people, um, you have an immediate upgrade, a former MVP. You have a top five potential quarterback. And, and yeah, it's going to take some getting used to, right? You're going to have to adjust your offense pretty significantly. But him, Jamison Williams, Amonara St. Brown, David Montgomery now, that's a pretty potent offense for an offense that already finished top five in most categories last year. And so, yeah. That I mean, it, it's a it's a big investment. It's a it's a significant risk, you know, with his injury history. With again, anytime you're a quarterback is changing scenery, there's there's no guarantee that's going to work. But if the Lions if the Lions want to make a bold move now, and they have two first round picks this year, they have next year's first round pick still uh, in accord. Like, 
I'm not, I'm not firmly against this as I think a lot of Detroit Lions fans are. I know a lot of Lions fans would look at the team and say, Hey, they had a top five offense last year. Let's get working on the other side of the ball. And I get that. And to some degree, I agree, but franchise quarterbacks don't come along very often. And as someone who thought that Jared Goff played some pretty darn good football towards the end of last season, he's not a franchise quarterback. He's not an elite guy. And, and Lamar just is a franchise changing quarterback, no matter what team you landed on. The Lions finished fifth in offensive DVOA last year. And again, all due respect to Jared Goff, who I do think is like, you can make an argument right now. I know that a few weeks ago, good morning football went super viral for their top five quarterbacks in the NFC conversation. Like right now, um, I think the top three are Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins. Shuffle, like, if you want Dak one, I know some people believe that. I'm not going to, like, you know, I'm definitely going to, like, aggregate that, but I'm not going to, like, have that conversation right now. <laughs> but, <laughs> right. Um, but, like, Dak and Hurts are one and two. I put Cousins third. The situation in San Francisco is so difficult to tell. I think Stafford and Murray are wild cards in the NFC West. You truly don't know, like, what version, especially Murray coming off the injury, and I guess Stafford for that matter, too. Um, but Goff is, like, flirting with that fifth spot as is. So, you know, you go from the fifth. So, like, in that sense, you make an argument of, like, was well, it worth going from the fifth best to the third best? Like, if you think Lamar is worse than Hurts and Dak, maybe the second best, maybe the best. He's the only one with an MVP on his mantle, obviously. Um, and I, I bring up Cousins because I think that's worth mentioning. Now, the Lions didn't give up any draft capital for him, obviously, but he's been the Vikings quarterback for, what, five years now? Uh, they've been to the playoffs twice. They've never had fewer than seven wins in that stretch. They have a playoff win that I think people never give Cousins credit for um, against Sean Payton's Saints with the mighty Sean Payton, who's infallible. Um, so, like, if if that were the case, like, if I told you the Lions trade for, you know, Lamar Jackson and over the next five years, you have no fewer than eight wins a season. You have multiple playoff appearances, a play like that, that. That's not one of the Super Bowl, but like, that's hard to, like, you know, shrug your shoulders at. Right. Especially in a Lions franchise that hasn't won a playoff game since 1992. Uh, they haven't won the division since that year as well. I mean, um, that would be a huge step in the right direction. Now, I, I think a lot of people see the Lions, and I, I know we're, we're Lions heavy here, but as as a team that's slowly building, and this is this is like, like you said, it's accelerating the process, but you're also losing a lot on the back end. And so I think the Lions are a team that, that tend to take, that that really want to take things along slowly, just so that like they aren't taking one shot. And then if that, doesn't work out they're they're back to where they were they want to be these Steelers and 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 Ravens and and you know the, these steady franchises that that don't just go up but they stay up and so that is the one reason why I think this might be a little too risky for for what the Lions you know for what they're doing what they're building but at the same time they've, they've been a little bit more active in free agency they, their their strategy is evolving it seems like they, they were very conservative in free agency the first two years they're starting to get a little bit more aggressive they were aggressive last year when they traded up for jameson williams in the draft you know sold some of the future for that um so i i do think their strategy can change but ultimately i i just don't know if it's in the lion's dna to to make a move like this okay well we're gonna get to predictions as far as where we think lamar will end up in just a moment but um you are Mr. Lion um, around here, certainly, and, and really everywhere. Um, the Zazu, you know, point is a chief example of that. Um, so do you want this? Like, if if I'm, I'm a Lions fan, I'm coming to Pride of Detroit. I'm, I'm letting Jeremy form my opinion and form my identity and personality <laughs> on this. Like, do we Lions fans want Lamar Jackson? You have to pick a path. Like, this is a flow chart. Yes or no. And then we follow the subsequent actions. Well, uh, people who, who regularly listen to our podcast uh, know that I'm a fence sitter. I don't like making mm. decisions like this. I'm very difficult. It's very difficult to me. I, I have difficult. I'm the guy that sits and looks at the menu for, for 15 minutes. That, that <laughs> the is wallflower. Um, 
so so small decisions like that compared to a big decision like trading for Lamar Jackson, it, it, it's a tough. I can definitely see both sides to it. I, you know, if they do it, I'm going to be thrilled, right? It, it, it's going to be a, a crazy time to be a Detroit Lions fan. But I am also pretty a risk-averse person as well. So I think ultimately, if I had to choose one side or the other, I'd be like, let's just keep what we're doing, doing what we're doing. Jared Goff's is fine for now. Maybe get a, a quarterback in this year's draft. You're you're in a good position to do that as well if that's the route you want to take. Um, but I'm not I'm not going to be mad either way. I, I think ultimately I'm like, team's building very well the way it is right now. I would say, I mean they're they're clear NFC North favorites right now. Even you know statistically they're they're way ahead of everyone else um, in the division, and I think they're third or fourth in NFC odds. So they're not in a bad position right now. They don't have to force something like this if they don't want to. But again, this this sort of situation doesn't pose itself very often. A young former MVP quarterback uh, available on the market. So also it, it adds to the like cachet. Like again, I, I made fun of the Micah Parsons thing. For anyone who's unfamiliar, uh, Micah joked like who wants to go to Detroit. I think it was it when the Jalen Ramsey trade buzz was happening. Yeah. yeah. Um yep. and you know, whatever. And obviously all these like three, one, three years came out for Micah. <laughs> they were like, <laughs> they sure this, did. this place is wonderful. Like blah, blah, blah. Um, and since then all these free agents have joined the lions. And so like the lions are, are becoming hip, like Detroit in general is becoming hip and cool and popular, whatever. And so like Lamar gets there and now you're like a destination now, now it's like, okay, we, we can get Lamar Jackson. Like, you know what I mean? Like who can't we get at this point? So um, it, it's a, it's a valuable move. Um, you didn't answer pick one. Yes or no no oh. just maintain the course but if you do it i'm all in um do you watch succession do you watch the season four premiere i did not no. i I'm, I'm having a tough time with that show there's so many bad people that it's just it's hard for me to get in yeah it. um if you had watched it i was going to make a comparison to something that happened um but you didn't so we don't want to spoil yeah, well, well you didn't so i can't anyways. so you ruined my awesome moment <laughs> um okay Sorry. so you said the lions should not i think the lions should just this i i also like Believe me, I would love for the NFC to be super weak, but like everybody's like kind of bagging on the NFC. Like, you know what I mean? Like, let's let's like rise up a little bit here. You know what I mean? Like, we, we need to challenge the big bad wolves in the AFC. Um, okay, prediction time. Rachel, please join us uh, as we will each give a prediction for how we think this Lamar uh, saga unfolds. And then, Rachel, you will, of course, award the MF double MVP, uh, which um, is a bit more unique here. You can award it to yourself if you need some sort of consolation prize. Uh, Rachel, we'll save you for last. But um, so I'll go first. I think Lamar is traded. And I'm going to piggyback off of your first guest, Rachel. I think he goes to Washington. I think that they they really need some juice. Like, like there's got to be the right mix of desperation involved here. The commanders, super-duper desperate. Ron Rivera, in uh, maybe his final season with the team, they need some kind of buzz. That there's potentially going to be new ownership. This feels very I, – I would equate Lamar to Washington to Russell to Denver. Like, they, they were in an awkward ownership transition as well, um, you know, wound up being the last year Nathaniel Hackett I don't I'm not saying that Lamar is as washed as Russ ultimately you know was or is but um but that that move like and I'll be disappointed if that happens not just because they're Washington but like I want to see Lamar thrive to your point Rachel and that, that that one set him up but I'm, I'm here to predict what I think will happen and that's that uh so Rachel your thoughts on my prediction and then we'll get James I could actually see that out of the three that I guessed in the beginning during the game I definitely could see it happening more so with the commanders. I know they have Sam Howell, but who cares? Yes. But I'm, I mean, <laughs> Sam Howell, Lamar Jackson, you know, I'm going with Lamar yeah. Jackson. And so I could definitely see that one realistically happen. I think it would be hilarious to see the Jets because of the Aaron Rodgers situation just dragged on for so long. And he's low key annoying to me. He's very annoying. And so I could see oh, that. He's high key. 
I don't know if Hype is the opposite, <laughs> but like he is high. He is yes. ultimately annoying. <laughs> He's right? so annoying. And so I think that the Jets would be hilarious, but I like the Commanders as a realistic option. Okay, Jeremy, uh, your prediction, and then we'll get Rachel's. Well, with all respect to Mark Schofield, I'm going to go with one that was on my list and not on his <laughs> list. <laughs> um, and and you want to talk desperation. The Indianapolis Colts have been trying to find out their quarterback situation since Andrew Luck, Luck left them on the side of the road. I mean, Matt Hasbeck, uh, Jacoby Brissett, Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, they, they haven't figured it out. And, and Jim Mercer is just kind of this eccentric guy that I know they have the fourth overall pick. I know that's going to be expensive one to give up in a, a two first round pick scenario, but I, I think they're they're just the right mix of of crazy and desperate and and needy to to really make a run here. And I don't I don't know if they'll ultimately do it. I think um I I, I don't know I I I I no I do think they're ultimate they'll ultimately do it. I just I think Ursay's erratic enough where he might do something crazy here and uh and I, I think it's also kind of a good fit. You know, Baltimore to, to the Colts. That would be funny. That makes like, sense, and- yeah. You could bet like Ursay would like have like a line about that in the like opening press conference, like, oh, right, did it again, <laughs> blah, 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 whatever this and that. Um, I, I mean, that'd be cool. It's a little, little chalk, but you know, that's we're, we're, here, we're here to predict, predict what we think will happen. Rachelle, uh, what do you think of Jeremy's prediction, Lamar to the Colts? I'm on the same page. I can see it happening. So we're here. And in addition to the QB carousel drama over these last few several years, um, just the fact that, you know, Shane Steichen is their head coach right now. And so mm. he worked with Jalen Hurts, another dual threat quarterback, and saw drastic, you know, improvements with him working with Jalen Hurts. And because Lamar's also very similar style player, I could see that working, being a good fit. Okay. Um, wow. I'm kind of coming around to this. Like, I kind of, you know, I'm look, I hate the Colts. Rachel knows that. Yeah. Like, I, I destroyed the Colts last year. This would make me like at least a little bit interested in rooting for them. I certainly wouldn't. They got to earn my trust back. The Colts do. Um, okay. So I'm on record. Lamar to the commanders. Jeremy's on record. Lamar to the Colts. Rachel, what is your official prediction? Not what you want to happen, but what you think will happen. Colts. Oh, so you're, wow. You're actually, I thought you were just like, a, like saying it was possible. That's your number one landing spot yeah, or what you think is going to happen. Yeah. Here. Wow. Yeah. What now? What now, RJ? <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, then y'all both hate Mark because he, he, he didn't have the Colts. So not, not, we don't think the Falcons – the Falcons were number one on Mark's list. Like, do we do we yeah. not give any kind of, like, credit to – not to Mark, but, like, to the idea of the Falcons? Or is that too predictable? Like, we just don't think it'll happen. It's a good question. I mean, they, I don't know how much they believe in Desmond Ritter. I, I believe they were also one of the first teams to come out and be like, nope, not us. We're not doing Lamar. Right. Who knows whether that was performative arts or, or whatever it is. Um. But I, I mean, I, on the surface, it certainly makes sense. But uh, again, I, I I don't know what I, I, I can't say I watched a, a single snap of Desmond Ritter. I don't know what their their belief in him is there. But, um, you know, it it, it it immediately vaults them to NFC South like favorites, I would imagine. Right. What about New England? Fifth on Mark's list. Would that be kind of cool? That'd be kind of cool. Lamar with Bill Belichick. Uh, sure. I mean, <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, I think enough time has passed to where like, like for a long time, it was like, please don't let this player end up with the Patriots. Please don't, you know what I mean? Like enough time has passed that I think yeah. we're all kind of over that. Yeah. So it would be whatever. Um, okay. Well, Rachel, it's time to hand out a more important award than, um, the winner of the Lamar Jackson, you know, extravaganza who has won MF double MVP and why I'm giving it to myself today. <laughs> oh. I, I was so surprised that I hit those three. I was very shocked. 
I'm gonna give it. That was really well done. Um, no, and, and I was definitely not gonna win it. Yeah, Jeremy, who did, Jeremy, you guessed the Lions, the yeah. Colts, um, the Titans, and the Niners. Were those your guesses? Yeah, yeah uh, that you nailed. Them. Wow. Uh, see, like, see how how not difficult it is to guess something correctly. Like, like uh, wow. Um, well, congratulations, Rachelle. Very, very well learned. And for powering through, not an easy sh- time to do a show for you uh, with a, an emotional state surrounding you, um, as, as this one currently is. Um, let's get out of here. Rachelle, tell us your favorite Lamar Jackson moment as a Baltimore Raven, because maybe tomorrow, maybe next week, you know, he's no longer in that uniform. Uh, I think my favorite moment was, I don't remember which team this was against, but do you remember when he had like the stomach issues and he had to go to the locker room and everybody was like, oh man, and he came back and he completely balled out and it was like Superman. Like that was definitely probably my favorite moment. Uh, my favorite was when the Ravens beat the Lions on a 40 million yard field goal uh, in Detroit. (laughs) Nice. All right, Jeremy. I appreciate that, and I, I'm glad that you remembered that that game was against the Browns. It was. Uh, it was on Monday. Not so coincidental. It was on but... Monday Night Football. That's why I remember it. And like you know, it's big old deal. Um, so, um, <laughs> my I don't have a favorite. Um, I made the lines joke just to hurt. <laughs> <at this point. laughs> so, um, if I if there was if was some Baltimore Ravens Dallas Cowboys memory, the Cowboys have uh, never won in Baltimore. If that makes you feel better, so, sure, a okay. little bit, yeah. Um, I mean, whatever. Was there an embarrassing like timeout or QB sneak in any of those games? Um, probably. Um, the the last time they played in Baltimore was actually really. I think Rachel, I remember this. Um, Dez was on the Ravens, and he got he got ruled out like ten minutes before uh, <laughs> because of COVID. Yeah. Um, like it That's it was right, like right before, it. and it was super. And then he was like tweeting about it, like it was a really hectic like experience. Uh, so, um, Cowboys never faced Dez. <laughs> so, um. Thanks for reminding us of that, Jeremy. Really insensitive of you. Um, all right, let's get out of here. Jeremy, tell us something that you ate over the weekend and review it. And then Rachel will close us out. It could be something Ooh, you made um, or a restaurant you went to, but we want to know what the meal was, what you liked, and what you didn't like. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it very juvenile here because I was just craving some like cafeteria style food. And so I just made myself chicken tenders and mashed potatoes, and it was delicious. Did you dip them in? Like, do you dip the tenders in them? Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. (laughs) Yeah, you got to do that. Okay. All right. Well, congrats. Thank you. Bye, guys.